Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Rachel Bella. And I'm Suzanne Mushin, and you're listening to the Big Payoff Podcast. Rachel and I have been best friends and business partners for over 19 years, and these are the conversations that we're having about work, even when we're not working. And you know what? We bet you are too. Rachel, I feel like we spend a lot of time on this show kind of bitching about past bosses. You know, I do it a lot, I admit, for my boss, Jeff who I've said over and over again, I learned a ton from, but in the process, it was so cathartic to just be able to say how frustrating and annoying it was to work for him. We all do that. We all use our bosses as whipping boys and girls. Um, and we we just bitch about how everything would be great if they would only dot, 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 right? It's very rare and you're super lucky if you have one of those amazing bosses that I once had who, you know, lives with you for a lifetime, who's a teacher and a mentor and a champion. Thank you. (laughs) So it was so so sweet. It was so not you. Uh, But for the rest of us who don't have that and never did, we're going to need to get really great at helping your boss help us get shit done. And that, my friends, is called managing up. And the sooner you learn it, the better you're going to be at work and the less time you're going to waste bitching about something you can't change. Yeah. This is a skill every person with a boss needs to actually have. And by the way, Rachel and I are managed up by the most spectacular human being to ever walk the manage earth up and to manage, ever manage up yeah so we we call stephanie um and this is such a perfect nickname for her, we call her demanda because she knows how to manage us so that we get our our shit done she's like a dog with a bone she she just <laughs> simply will not let it go um you said that on tuesday you were going to be sending this out where is it on sunday i'll be getting little Texts and emails from, but it's Demanda. not. But it's not annoying. So no, no, it's not because she's always actually she's actually not bugging us about things that she's figured out. Probably can wait. So she's making judgments on her own and then pushing us for what she knows we are going to want to have gotten done. So we actually asked her 
how she manages us. And we have not heard this recording, so you'll, you'll hear it right along with us. So I've used a variety of different tools to help me manage Suzanne and Rachel. In terms of moving work forward on getting answers that I absolutely must have made, decisions that must be made, I will tell them I need answers to X, Y, and Z in advance of a check and call that we have. And I literally will not hang up the phone until I get the answers I need. Seriously. It's why they call me Demanda. One of my mindsets always has been having a customer service mindset for my boss. And so my job is both to make their life easier and also complete any given project. And so with that mindset, I find that found that that to be a critical guiding principle in my approach to my work. So Rachel and I each have some stories about our effort to try to manage our bosses, whether we were good at it or bad at it. It was definitely a journey. So let let me talk, which I've never really done before, certainly not on this podcast. Let me talk about how I did learn to manage Jeff, my boss. So let me tell you just a little bit about the way he worked. So Jeff was very ADD and and in a really classic sense. He knew he was, by the way. He liked to move fast. He You didn't hold his attention for very long. Um, he liked to sort of plow through a lot of information at once so that he could just move things really quickly. And he was a control freak, really a micromanager. And that, as many of us know, can be really toxic. So I had the double challenge of getting somebody who was ADD to pay attention for long enough that I could get his approval on stuff, because if I didn't get his approval, then I would get dinged for not having asked him to sign off on things. I mean, it was a really just dysfunctional cycle. I remember that because I think that's when I got to know you and you were really worn down by his style it's by exhausting, then. exhausting, completely exhausting, okay? So I learned a couple of things. So this is how I learned to manage somebody like Jeff. First of all, I did learn that he needed big agendas with lots of decisions to be made and things that felt urgent. It would somehow really get him focused. If I said, you know, here's what's at stake, or there was a timeline, you know, by tomorrow, we need to, he would just really engage then. He would very easily focus for long enough to get something done. The other thing that I learned is that my problem was that I was asking him to weigh in on things too soon, which was just fueling his micromanagement. Because if you ask your boss to weigh in before you've really thought something through or it's too fully baked, they're going to slam you on it because it's not going to be good. It certainly won't be good enough. Think about putting in front of a teacher, an English teacher, an essay that you have never read through or checked for typos. Of course, they're going to find something wrong with it. So don't ask for his opinion then. 
So I really learned to do a better job at getting to the right place where I felt confident enough in the thing I was asking him to look at that I that it was going to be good, but that he also was going to feel like it there was time for him to weigh in and quote. That's a approve. huge one. That's a huge one, Suzanne. So I, I think the big takeaways for me here are first of all. Anyone can be managed. I mean, if I could learn to manage a person with so many yeah. quirks and so many just different, you know, ways of operating that sometimes change day to day, I'm telling you, anybody can be managed. And here's the key, Rachel. You need to know what they care about. This isn't what do I need and how do I drive my relationship with my boss so that I get my needs met. What do they care about? And once you know what they care about, then you align with that. So if Jeff cared about, for example, closing deals, if Jeff cared about getting our name out into the public, then I needed to drive everything towards him experiencing that sense of satisfaction and success. And right. finally, I always call that I, I call that um understanding your boss's operating system. Everybody yes. has their own operating system, and in that language is what you need to speak. Oh, yeah. And then finally, and here's the big one, know your boss's trigger. I mean, every boss has a trigger. Maybe they have many. You have to know what they are. And you'll you'll see because it's this sort of overblown reaction to something that kind of the first time it happens, you're like, What? Why are they so upset about that? You have to get underneath it and ask yourself, what just triggered them? Was it my tone? Was it the the person that I was referring to? Was it asking them for something that they don't feel comfortable doing? What What is the trigger? And, and again, even if it's not fair, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Triggers aren't fair. Nope. They just are. Yeah. And the sooner you can figure out what their triggers are, the sooner you can avoid it. Yeah. Avoid it like the plague. I'm going to take this to the extreme because my, my experience with managing a boss was my actual first boss. And it was something to behold. My first boss, Jerry, was an alcoholic. I did not know what that meant at the age of 23, but I certainly found out when he'd come to work at 9 a.m. stinking of alcohol and drunk, or he'd come back drunk from lunch, three martini lunch. So I would end up having to write his correspondence for him or, you know, frankly, enabling him in some way. But I knew that if he got fired, I'd get fired. Oh, yeah. And also, he's... He was very, very, you know, intent on mentoring me and he was good and he was smart and he was kind, but he was a fuck up. And that's the first thing I learned. The first thing I learned is the only way out is through. So if you're thinking, I got to get out of here, I got to, I got to like, you know, find a better situation, that's fine. But your focus needs to be on how to manage this person so that you can get out gracefully. If your focus is in is on how do I get out of this situation, you're not actually growing. You're just looking for the exit door. Now, 
obviously, and in today's world, it's important to say if they're doing something illegal or, you know, harassing you, then it's about different getting story. out. It's not about different, different story. story. But just because your boss is a fuck up doesn't mean he's not your boss. He's in charge and it will shift your thinking toward, okay, how can I get him or her to work better for so that we can all get shit done versus, you know, fuck him. I got to get out of this. Right. It's just yeah. it's a waste yeah. of everybody's time. Um, secondly, I'd say you need to take more responsibility, not less. So in the case of Jerry, I learned to take the reins in a way that I never would have had to if he weren't if he hadn't dropped the reins. So obviously. So I could have simply said, you know, gone and told on him or shamed yes. him. Right. But. It was much better to go, you know what, I'm going to write these letters for him and I'm going to sign his name and I'm going to show him at some point, get him to – but I'm going to take the responsibility to do what he has failed to do and see what he thinks You know what? before I shame him. You know what, Rachel? You're saying something so important, which is – and again, we are obviously drawing the line between you have a boss who's just dysfunctional for any set of reasons and you have a boss who's treating you – inappropriately. We're talking about the boss that's just simply complicated, hard to manage for whatever situation. And what Rachel's saying, what you're saying, Rach, that's so important is the only way out is through. You you can't go around your boss. You you will always that is always a recipe for disaster. Okay? I've done it. It is twenty something for I don't know any twenty something that hasn't tried to do that with a catastrophic Catastrophic. result. So why do I need to manage them and what's in it for me? Well, it is a win-win situation in terms of if I manage Suzanne and Rachel well, well, then my life becomes easier since projects are getting accomplished. Clients are happy, ideally, and I'm able to cross things off my punch list. And while they may not always admit it, they know that my questions ultimately make their lives easier. Rachel, here's something that I want to leave us on, because I think we've been, to some extent, really hard on our our old bosses. Um, Well, especially since mine is dead. (laughs) Oh, is he? Yeah. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe too soon. How long ago did that happen? Long time ago. Okay. Um, Have empathy. You know, yeah. So yeah. being serious when I say like bosses are people too. And by that, I mean, they, <laughs> have, they have lives, they have families and they have pressures that you don't have. And by the way, when you're a boss, you're not going to be perfect and people are going to have to manage you. It is so true, Suzanne, that having empathy is actually the very first step to yeah. say, we all need to get something done here. How can I help? How can I help? Because the, your boss is under pressure for something, for biz dev, for you know, reporting on a certain kind of outcome financially, whatever it is. So just realize that if you can connect with them in that perfect space – in which the thing that is most helpful to them is also the thing that is most helpful to you. You now, will succeed. Now you'll succeed. You will succeed. 
Yep. And that's the point mm-hmm. of this podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll be back to the big payoff next week. It's a damn shame. You're the reason I dissed this joint. You make me want to quit my job, but I can't. So instead, I If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com, on iTunes, on the Acast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters. Bye.